Welcome to the USL show again. And uh, we're brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Uh, proud members of the Beautiful Game Network. You can find us at BGN.FM. The man you hear sighing loudly is Evan Valelli. He's here to join us right after work. That was work, Ryan, but thank you so much. <laughs> That wasn't me at all. That was that was your your intro. Apparently, upset Ryan so much that he audibly sighed. Oh man! Uh, but it's uh, it's good to be here. I've missed both of you dearly. Although I did talk to Ryan uh, a little bit ago, so I don't miss him quite as much. It's 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 been a minute. We've both been pretty spotty. You went full time, and my my work's got me Dude, running listen, crazy. Man, I, gotta, I gotta sling that cheese, you know. Well, as you do, as a cheesemonger does. As um, I want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so is that what you came straight from work and now you signed yeah, on man. immediately? This is, this is my life now. You, uh, you go to work and then various nights of the week you get bugged to do a podcast by people. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. Thanks for hey, doing that good, for us. It's good to be here anytime, anytime. Nice. Well, then, uh, wrongly accused Evan. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's all right. That side came from Ryan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ryan's back in college, man. How are you doing? You got your new apartment? That's going well. It's still on the live feed, but I got Spurs flag hanging up behind me. Mm-hmm. And at least news since we've at least last spoke, Phil, congrats on St. Louis's eventual move up to MLS in 2022. Yeah. I'm hearing a St. Louis legacy has been the leading name candidate at the moment. Phil, <laughs> I I can't wait for the union and St. Louis FC to not like each other as much as Bethlehem and St. Louis don't like each other. <laughs> Do you think that'll happen? Yeah, man, there's it's, enough. Uh, I, I think there'll be enough roster crossover. So are you telling me Chambers is moving to the senior team? <laughs> I think he's moving to the academy. So he's going to try to turn yeah. out kids to beat you for decades to come, I think, is, is the goal. That also might do it. Um, but you know? I do think Chambers is probably the most hated man on uh, Bethlehem. It's deal. so funny to me. I mean, I like I get it. It's one of those things. Like, I, I forget who I was. I was explaining it to somebody. But it's one of those things like a gentleman off the field and then just a miserable, miserable bastard on it. <laughs> you, you've given me hints of that. And it, it is funny to me. I love I, mean, I actually love I, that it's that way. I think it's awesome. It, he's one of those guys. And I think every team has it. Um, Ilya Illich comes to mind mm-hmm. uh, for going MLS like uh, uh, Diego Chara for the Timbers. It's like those guys where if they're on your team, they're like these cult heroes and these, these gods among men who like to get yellow cards just for fun. And then when you play against them, it's like, Oh, it's, it's that guy again. You know, watch your ankles. <laughs> yeah. Stop. You know, what's funny is uh, mm. part, part of this MLS deal. I was wondering, I was like, you know, who could we just like steal? Who's really oh, talented yeah. and, and good at, um, you know, St. Louis kind of needs people who are good on set pieces. Yeah. And I was like, man, you know, Lasso might be nice, but man, yeah. I don't know if we could handle having such a hated guy on our team, you know, but he'd score some goals for us. Probably. He is big. He's amicable. He's like a, he's like a very smart dog. He just doesn't know how big he is. <laughs> I kind of feel that's true. You know, you like know? he, he's like, I'm, I'm big and I know that I'm big, but I don't know how big I am, you know? <laughs> I'm going to walk in on you interviewing Lasso and he's just going to be sitting on your lap and it's going to be wildly unproportioned. I would not complain about that. (laughs) 
we're way off track because I think I've missed you more than I've realized here, Evan. Um, we need it's to get on track. Let's talk about we? some USL. We don't, but I'm going to. <laughs> I guess we have to. Let's at least start Fine. with USL news and we'll get off track again here in a yeah, matter of sure, seconds. Sure. Um, today, Jeff Reuter uh, dropped the uh, article with The Athletic saying that the USL has re-signed a deal with um, ESPN, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think, till two through to uh, 2020, actually. Yeah. 2022, I think. Oh, par- yeah, 2022. Yeah, was, I remember it thinking years. it was when St. Louis would be in MLS, actually. So I'm good to go, oh. folks. I get USL <laughs> and ESPN uh, until yeah. I'm gone. Um, Ryan, you want to kind of start us off on this? Maybe fill us in with some facts and thoughts? Yeah, I think the... Uh, well, like the big news about all of this is that it's not going to be on Flow Sports. Yeah, right. Or my Kuju. It's just like so <laughs> thankful that it's going to continue on ESPN Plus and that it's going to be a big deal that's going to structure around basically the 46 teams that are currently within the league. They said they're going to increase the number of games they show on nationalized uh, television. Mm-hmm. And I think the big thing that was kind of that came out from these articles was instead of now the league, like, doing this for free or like paying to be on ESPN plus ESPN plus is paying a fee to have the USL and it, that fee is going to be distributed to um, all the teams within uh, league one and the championship. Yeah. A little note there. I think someone said in the low millions, um, like in the single digit millions, 1.2. Uh, okay. That'd be, a, that'd be about 26,000 distributed among the uh, 46 teams. So that certainly helps cover a decent amount of expense for video equipment. Yeah. I felt, hey, go ahead. Uh, you know what else it would cover? Player salary. It, well, probably <laughs> it would cover uh, getting a, a increased stable of play by play and color announcers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of them. I do. I have noticed on Three Honest Lads that they forget what games they've done. I, so they're probably constantly overdoing it. Yeah. You know, give. I, I love Tyler. I love Devin. <laughs> Friend of the show, Mike Watts, is yeah. obviously a, a steady hand. But those gentlemen, I feel like, could use a little bit of help. And I'm not saying that you could definitely lowball me to get me to do that. But you could definitely lowball me to get me to do that. <laughs> right. So... Um, you know, like a, like a good like 10000 a year and then like a McChicken every other week would be awesome. Oh, yeah. That, you know? I, for the record, I'm down with that yeah. as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you got two people right here. Will we stay on topic? No. no. <laughs> Will we remain professional? It depends. You know, Mostly. how attractive are the guys in the field? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll just send in my resume. It'll just be a link to this podcast. Yeah, perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. One guy mentioned that he did the math with Four million, and so he was saying that that would only be sixty-five thousand to each team. Almost saying that's not much money, but honestly, I think St. Louis got twenty-five thousand for going so far in the Open Cup, and yeah. that's a lot of money for USL squad. It is and it isn't right. Like I'm sure they'll burn through that. Like there's a hole in their pocket, right? Well, so like I don't think every club's getting sixty-five thousand dollars. That's I. Like, I think they're going to spend it on really making sure now that they're like actually getting, I think I tweeted this now that they're actually getting paid to like have their rights somewhere as opposed to like whatever, like the $300,000 or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. which is nothing. um, I I think there's actually a little bit of pressure on USL to make those broadcasts consistent and good and, you know, Mm. in a good quality. So I don't think they're just going to go, oh, here's that TV money we're just going to divide it up. I think it's going to be, here's that TV money. 
you have to put it to this. Or, yeah. You know, what have you. Like, we're going to call you on some stuff this year for once. Right, maybe. right, yeah. That's actually a really good shot. Offset expensive towards like not having a proper locker room or other stuff within production quality. Cause there is varying levels of yes. production quality across the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. Um, it's I will say since the days of YouTube, but it's still varied. Yeah. And I will say that the commentary that is localized, uh, that used to be pretty troublesome. I think they've cleared up most of that. I feel like even yeah. the local guys are, are pretty good. So it is getting better for sure. Uh, you know, I wasn't even going to go to broadcast, though. I'm sure this money will need to go into some sort of infrastructure if it's not going straight to broadcasts. But, mm. but I will say that I, it was in that article that the uh, USL Players Association um, will take a look at that money as well, right? And, and I would imagine, have something yeah. to say about it. So. Um, there is just, I feel like literally every show we're like, Hey, this is happening in the USL, but we don't know what'll happen when USLPA <laughs> comes out. So, but Hey, you know, that's, uh, when it's stuff like this, it's not a bad thing to, uh, to not know about yet, I suppose. Well, no. And, and it's the same story, you know, it's not finalized, so we're not going to know right. anything. And, you know, we're checking in, we're, we're poking the bear, hoping for news at some point and it will drop, you know sometime probably when everyone's ready for it to drop it'll it'll drop as uh as the way goes i'm sure there's a lot to be figured out not only figured out but debated and uh you know all the things that go with it so any other espn thoughts i know i wanted to bring up what nisa you posted some kind of tweet about that whole Mm -hmm. deal evan Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i've never heard of that company we were all half jokingly worried that uh the usl was gonna end up on flow sports um, because it was an option and luckily they're not, there's a, there's another like, like third tier soccer specific broadcasting service called my Kuju. Perhaps I don't think it would share a name with Stephen King novel. Um, so it's not my Cujo, although I'd love to see that. <laughs> um, everyone gets a killer St. Bernard. Um, and like, they're really bad. And like, I, Detroit cities use them. I think Minneapolis city has used them. Um, like a lot of those kind of bigger, but not capable of getting like actual broadcast deals. Teams have used them and it's just never worked. I know Matt, um, of the unused subs had a story where at one point they were broadcasting a Rowdies game many years ago and they had to use two phones because one didn't have audio and one didn't have video. <sighs> <laughs> which is phenomenal um and yeah just like a myriad of of technical difficulties and issues and things and um detroit city fans are already very upset about that because they've had bad experiences so it's just very interesting in a world where you could totally throw that on youtube and, and maybe attract a casual audience because it's free soccer on youtube uh to put it on a, a third-party service that is just notoriously uh unreliable is <laughs> A choice. Just go click on the Nisa official um, tweet. Yeah. And look Those at replies. All the replies. Every single one. I think it was at 83 when we checked earlier, and now it's up to 90. There's not a single positive one in there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say about Flow Sports, too, is I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain they did. Um, put a bid in, you know, for the TV deal for USL. 
And um, it's cool that they didn't choose that. I don't know whether it was more money, but you almost assume it is since Flow Sports gets so many of those CONCACAF countries that don't Mm. care about anything but the money, rightfully so, probably, honestly. Um, So, you know, I I just wonder, you know, if USL was offered more money from Flow Sports, they turned it down. And so if that's the case, you know, they're making the right choice. They're making the right choice either way. You know, they're making ESPN is a little bit too good not to be a part of at this point. Yeah. Right. And it's it's the, the quote unquote devil, you know. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm sure familiarity played a nice little part in staying where they're at. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I said as, as a father, um, I'm pretty excited to watch my soccer on ESPN <laughs> Plus and have the Disney Plus with the Star Wars and uh, Hulu with my letter. Kenny, I'm, I'm happy. I'm as happy yeah. as can be. So. Uh, cool. So that's really, really good news. I was so excited to see that announced today. I've been waiting for that announcement for over a month, probably. But um, another one that people kind of stumbled on, I think, today is that Chicago's USL t- uh, trademark lapsed somewhere, somehow. Uh, Ryan, you have uh, the details on this one. Yeah, so it came across by uh, Chris Kevlon, who you had an interview with earlier in the season, he had tweeted that uh, the Chicago uh, municipal trademark for the team had been abandoned and naming the team, the site goes nowhere. In fact, but most importantly is under the expansion teams tab and USL, there is no longer a USL Chicago being listed. It's just USL East Bay and USL San Diego. Yeah. So do we, do we think this is part of the whole Chicago rebrand situation merged into one? Uh, may, mm, the only thing I can think of, well, and like, I don't want to be like, oh, it's dead in the water. Cause I don't, <laughs> that's, that's a lot. But like, maybe the initial trademark they had on it, they weren't super happy with. So they're going back to the drawing board and filing again. Cause like, you can just apply. I can apply, I can apply for USL Chicago right now if I wanted to. Like, mm-hmm. applying for a trademark is not difficult or no doesn't really mean anything like you know the the example is every time there's an expansion soccer team there's always like three trademarks that they apply for yeah for the name and then you just let the other two lapse and you go with the one that you want so i you know this could just be like a weird reset or something it could be more than that but for right now i don't really feel like talking about it like it's you know the end of the world for chicago and usl but the big thing is that they're like the name of your team's site is no longer active and they've been taken off the usl site entirely yeah you know, copyright law is weird. It is. I'm going to, I agree <laughs> with everything. On one team, but if, like, like there's no longer even stuff listed under the expansion site. Like their website's been taken off. Like any reference to it's been wiped off the earth. I just, I don't know, man. I just don't want to be the guy that's like, yeah, it's not happening. It's dead. Cause like it's that's <laughs> this such is... a, that's such a leap to me to be like, Oh yeah, they don't have anything on the website. So I mean, this this is where Evan shines, though, is you're always really good about not jumping to conclusions. It, it, it's been really good uh, wisdom for me early. Because like if, if we're going off podcasting. of like, oh, well, they don't have anything. It's like Nisa didn't have a team like two weeks ago. True. We don't need like, to get rolling out. It's just connecting some dots. I'll, yeah. I'm, I, fall I, right I appreciate to- your X-Files, Ian. Uh, <laughs> work here but truth's out there the truth is out there the truth is out there i want to believe in usl chicago um i just want to say that i'm 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 right between you two because evan i think i think you're right about all the things you're saying it's totally possible that that's not it i I, you know a a good example of that is that the st louis legacy rumors that are out there is just because someone registered a a, a dot com you know right yeah (laughs) 
And so like Phil, that's you even could easier. have sat on that domain for a week if you wanted to. Right. Like, and I am. So thank yeah. you. Who wants to buy Any, it? Anytime. Yeah. What's the name? What is it? St. St. Louis.com? Yeah. St. Louis Cardinals oh, slash LegacyFC.com. <laughs> wow. You got I got them all in. There's a backslash in the middle of the of the URL. It's amazing. Yeah, but uh, you know, it, there's not a lot to it. But I'd fall right between you because to me, this feels dead as a doornail, to be honest. But that's fair. But there's no, you know, you can't give up. It's always right. an option, and this is not proof by any means. So yeah, but worth mentioning. Worth mentioning for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, you know, the Queensboro you know, thing listen, is our next. All we need big is USL Chicago to tweet something that says that they're listening and they've learned from this, and then they'll be back next year. No yeah. biggie. Yeah. Thanks, Rochester Rhinos. Appreciate that. Um, Ethan Bryant. This is the coolest news of, of recent past. Cool. You know what? It's good and bad. Uh, I'll let you guys comment on that because um, I'm going to pull it up here. Pardon me. I, I want to read the name correctly. He is moving. Uh, Ethan Bryant is the San, uh, San Antonio FC youngster. He's been on an academy deal with them for over two years now. KSV Rosalar is in the second division of uh, Belgium. And so that's really exciting for him. Uh, not so exciting for San Antonio fans that might want their academy to be reimbursed for such a talented player coming out of their academy. He was, like, good, too. I like, um, I like him a lot. Ten matches last year, one goal, three assists. Uh, six this year, one goal. Uh, and let me tell you, that, like... U17, the U19, like, bracket that I'm putting everybody in right now in the U.S. is is pretty solid. Yeah. This is a kid to me. I've seen him quite a bit. I got to see him in St. Louis, too. But I've I've just been so – I've just loved him. I think he's a really good player. I think his positioning can be a little funky, and he's not Mm -hmm. as productive as you'd like for him. You know, he plays as a 10, typically. Yeah. And I I think all of those things could morph a little bit. I I could just see this guy – because of his work ethic, because of his his tenacity on the field, I could see him having like this awakening, almost like a Paxton Pomacall awakening, where we weren't thrilled about him before. You know, we thought he had a yeah. lot of potential, and we thought he might be pretty good. He's the kind of profile player that I think could just have an awakening and really just surpass someone like Andrew Carlton, who we're going to talk about shortly. Right? I just think he's that kind of kid. Phil, I I, uh, I have a fun little bit of trivia for you. Ooh, I want to hear it. There is one, two, three, four other Americans in Belgium right now. Mm. Two of them you'll probably know. Uh, I won't make you guess necessarily. Ethan Horvath. That's one of them. L- Lederman. Yeah. Or Letterman. I think it's L-E-D, Erman. Yeah. E-R-M-A-N, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Two uh, more. There's two more? Oh, shoot. Yeah. One's, a, one's an Anderlecht. Oh, well, no, he got, he went to Cincy. I forgot who went to Anderlecht. Who's that? Kenny Seif. No, he's, he's at Cincinnati now. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yep. He's okay. at Cincy. That's what I was and about then, to uh, say. Brendan Heinz Ike is there at KV Court Rick or however. I don't do Dutch. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that one. So, yeah, no, he's, he's in decent company. Um, we'll see. He hasn't, uh, he... I wonder if he's going to start cracking that U18 team in competitive play because he hasn't done yet. I don't know how. That's fair. Well, but I mean, if he shows well, right? I've been hearing a little bit about U.S. soccer politics. And I'm wondering if it's just that. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm. Just, yeah. Fair it's enough. Let's just leave it at that. 
Um, yeah, no, but uh, it's uh, bad for San Antonio as far as getting compensation for it. Good for every other reason. Yeah. Oh, I guess the last thing I wanted to say about this is that in the SI article, SI.com, I forgot. I, I think Brian Strauss wrote it. I'm not sure. In preseason, Jake Edwards did come out and say he is for compensation, you know, for academies. So, you know, and that was announced around the same time as the USL Academy. So, you know, if, if he had his way in five years or more or less, that would be a thing that we don't have to worry about anymore. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, if like to spin it for San Antonio, you can say, you know, Hey, we just put a kid in Belgium. Yeah. You know, it's true. Uh, and the other thing is that Torres, the 15 year old, I think that's yeah. his last name did sign a pro contract. So if he goes somewhere, someone's going to yeah, buy him. And, yeah. and, and that was what we talked about. I got it wrong in a show. Cause I said, Bryant's the other pro and, um, you know, obviously Harry corrected me saying, no, he's on an Academy contract. And I was just surprised. It was like, why didn't he sign, you know, pro is he going to college? Really? Is he going to college? No, this is what he had his eyes on all along is, is Europe. And, and I mean, you've seen it with plenty of the MLS two sides. You've seen it. I mean, you know, yeah, which is probably the, the biggest, but like you can put a contract in front of a kid and they don't have to sign it. Yeah, no, they don't. And so, and to be honest, you know, he just pulled an Alex Mendez. He called, he pulled a Richie Ledesma. So right. in his eyes that, you know, look what those guys have done. Even they've moved on from one is, you know, Mendez moved on from his original club to an even better spot. So you just never know what's going to happen in Europe and it's a good place to land. And, um, it's hard for USL clubs to compete with that. I actually yep. talked to Mike, um, Munoz about that from, uh, formerly LA galaxy too. So anyway, um, let's move on. We have, oh no, I'm going to list off a bunch of players and we're going to comment on whoever we care to comment on, uh, because there have been a lot of transactions that we've missed out on. And I just want to at least mention them. Tyler Blackwood from Sacramento to St. Louis and a Voltson goes to Republic FC. And like yeah, I do too. And I think someone from Sacramento, went to Indy or something. I like know that. Indy made a couple moves late. They did. Um, they brought in a couple guys, Brian cook, a uh, friend of ours and your friend, I suppose, <laughs> uh, was decently excited about that. I, from from a just like inner USL move, I really like Anna Voltson to Sacramento just because I don't think they've been scoring at a super impressive clip. Uh, and I, I mean, I don't know how you beat Phoenix at this point, um, unless you're Sounders too potentially tonight. But like, mm-hmm. one one is scoring. One one currently. Yeah, uh, but I mean, you're you're going to need the score against them. Yeah. And Anna Voltson, I don't think was as productive as they hoped. And I think, is it Strikov, Sterikov? Sterikov. And I mean, they got is Ryan, back. Uh, Dane Kelly's coming back. Like, the, yeah, indeed, they're, they're in a good spot right now. Stay tuned. I'm going to talk about them a wee bit. But and, and apologies to indie fans. We don't have the other guys. I think there's a right back and there's another guy who came in. There's like a six oh. foot four target forward whose name I will not be able to pronounce for the life of me. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, uh, is it Drew Connor came in? He's the other one. Drew Connor came in and he looked really good in a few minutes against St. Louis, actually. And I really like him. He's a good player. Originally Chicago Fire, played loan to St. Louis for a little while. Yeah. 
mm. and went to Czech Republic in his back, and he looked fierce that night. Looked good. I will say, Ed Volton's uh, debut match was Sacramento against Colorado Springs. He scored a brace in a 4-0 win. There you go. There we go. Okay, that's good. So it's already doing its working its magic. Uh, the yeah. next one, I like to keep an eye on former you know USMNT youth players. Akil Watts, I was a little sad to see this because he was so good, I think in the U20s or maybe it was the U17, U17s. He's a fullback, uh, was playing with Mallorca and has now uh, signed with Louisville City. Uh, so a little sad to see him back, but I do like when uh, these USL clubs sign youth national players. Um, Isaac Anking, former mm. uh, Revolution homegrown, signed with Charlotte. So that's interesting. Um, North Carolina signs Renix on loan. Justin Renix from the Revolution. Um, so, you know, Hackworth and Sarakin both getting former national team youth players. Um, one that I recently saw, Haji Berry is someone I've wanted on my team for the last two years. <laughs> and uh, he went f- he went abroad. I can't remember where he signed from, but he's with Ottawa Fury now and looked really good against St. Louis the other day. And that's a fun Canadian premiership signing, by the way, if they, uh, Ooh, if they go there, that's true. He, he was playing in Israel. I just saw that. That's what I wanted to nice, read. Nice. Yeah. And then, Shimona. we never mentioned lasso on loan from Cincinnati on loan. So I guess not a <laughs> sign. He's, he'll be a good piece for since. I don't know. Cincinnati could have used him against Columbus. Oh, that's fair. Um, <laughs> He's such a like intimate again back to him being a very big dog. He's such like a intimidating physical presence that like I, I you you don't want to like let him go or else you think someone's going to bring him in and you're going to pay for it. And he's so good on set pieces too and yep. because they're not a good team uh Cincy, sorry, Nashville's fine. Um <laughs> like that's how you score your goals. 100%. So he's perfect for him, right? He's, and he's a really great pickup for Nashville. Yeah. When he's not getting soft second yellows and getting set off. But, you know. Hey, that, you know what? I can't pass that up. Speaking of soft yellows and yeah. uh, hard reds, yeah. if I may call them that, uh, we've had a lot of red cards this week. This is something Pony has had a passion for and wanted to talk about tonight. He couldn't make it. We may make up for that uh, later in the week with a nice short show, as we like to do every yeah. once in a while Just recently. And let him talk for a little bit and then you know exactly see what happens i'll just say red card go and he'll just um, talk yeah and, yeah <laughs> so you're upset um <laughs> uh yeah i like so this is a this is a spicy one has there ever been a american prospect with so much potential that has wasted it than andrew carlson well, other than the obvious one. It's Freddie Adu. Okay, thank you. <laughs> was, that, was that where you were going? Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. I'm glad that I could just immediately sense that that's... But, like, for different reasons. I don't know. The problem is, what if it's not different no one, reasons? No one called Andrew Carlton the next Messi. Well, that's true. It's not that. It's I was at Andrew Carlton's MLS debut match against the Houston Dynamo in May of 2017. They were playing the match with Bobby Dodd. He nearly scored 10 seconds into hey, coming on the pitch in garbage time. And, but it just seems like after that, he's bounced around with Atlanta United 2 for a while. And that he has this talent. It's just, I mean, as you saw on Saturday against Hartford, he'll get, he'll talk his way into a red card. Yeah. 
Well, and there was even the thing earlier where he was getting into it with like Frank DeBoer wasn't super happy with his, his, I don't know, like his personality or his mindset or whatever that was. And like, just kind of some questions about his professionalism and things like that. And it's like for all of the uh, talent that this kid has, which I think is undeniable that he's, you know, a great player has speed, can dribble, like, you know, instinct for goal. He's just dumb. Yeah. He just falls into that category where I just wonder if he bought into his own hype, you know, and that's, that's the part was like, is he like a do, you know, does he feel like he's so good and he's just been wronged over and over and over and people like that, that we, uh, we, that we know in this league. Yeah. I mean, it happens, it happens a lot. So why not have it happen again to a really talented, highly touted, you know, USA youth player. It's just a shame because you wonder if there's not a locker room guy in Atlanta somewhere that could have been like, hey, man, yeah, maybe we don't do that. And and there is guys like that. I mean, you know, like Atlanta United in their system, they have Jeff Leonard and Talowitz, they have Darlington Nogbe, like they have Brad Guzon. And I know like uh, Lorena Witz and, and Nogbe and, and Guzon, like most clearly don't play the same position. So that's a little bit of a like thing. Um but, you know, if you listen to those guys a little bit more instead of Almiron and, and Martinez, who are very much like deservedly guys that are, you know, they feel themselves a little bit. Right. You well, know, maybe if someone was there just to be like, hey, man, you're not there yet, you know. And Atlanta has that swagger, you know, they've got yeah. a lot of famous people hanging around. And I mean, he's, you know, he has success to, early. Yeah. So who knows? Without I mean, so the Bulls too, and I don't think any of those kids are dicks. Yeah, well, that's a very, very good point. <laughs> I will say, I want to talk about this game. I watched it, and you have to give Carlton credit because the talent's there still. You know, it's yeah. not like the talent's gone because the dude had uh, what we call an MLS assist or a hockey assist. Um, dude sent it, um, you know, a 30-yard ball in behind to the right, right back. And that guy crossed it over to Vasquez, and Vasquez put it away. It, that was a beautiful ball with wonderful vision that most people are not going to see. Most players are not going to see in the USL. And um, he did put one away very handily into the top netting. Um, he did a great job. He did waste one, but obviously he made up for it. And um, so, and oh, and I think he had an assist. No, no, he didn't. Sorry. So anyway, it went well until the red card, and so. He ruined the game for the team. Hartford scored three goals in 20 minutes, I believe, and won the game three to two. So it sucks, but the guy has talent. He's just got to figure out his brain. He's got to figure out what to do to get into a senior team somewhere. Or to be honest, I've been a big advocate for sending him on loan somewhere else. Ideally, Europe, in my opinion. And just mm. let him get a new new scenery, get him away from Atlanta, let him start over and, and prove himself again. Ryan, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it just seems like at some point he'll get stale of being in Atlanta. And if he's frustrated about not being on the first scene, keeping him on two side isn't going to help anyone. If need be to just benefit the player and benefit the club, it may be time to cast him out to another team or send him to another independent side in USL and let him rebuild the confidence or at least try and learn to be in a place. I mean, if you go from Atlanta to play in, say, Tulsa, that would dramatically shift kind of how you would approach things. 
I can tell you right now, if he went to St. Louis FC, it'd do nothing but him good because the culture in St. Louis is so good. It's so good. On the other hand, I don't want him ruining my locker room, so I don't want him there. You know what I mean? <laughs> We've got too good of a thing going, uh, even despite the losses for a long time. So, um, you know, a new look would be good for him. Um, but, you know, he's not the only red card this week. Uh, I'm going I'm to read off the list. It's ridiculous. Bethlehem versus Birmingham. Six yellows, four reds. Evan, did you catch this one? I, dude, I don't like I love when games against teams that there's no reason for games to be super chippy or super chippy. <laughs> And it only happens with Bethlehem, like Bethlehem, St. Louis. It's like, why do they not like each other? I don't know. It is weird. Uh, like Bethlehem, Birmingham. Like, why did that game have four reds? Who cares? You know, it was great. You know, sometimes you'd like a little bit of a car crash. Um, and, and that's what we got, you know? Like, if every MLS 2 game was like this, no one would complain. That's kind of true. Well, it's like know. El Trafico. It's like, what the hell? Like, give me more of this every week. You know, I want more three to two wins or losses with, you know, 19 red cards or whatever. <laughs> as long as no one gets seriously hurt, then we're great. You know, the more, the more like mutant league soccer that, that turns into, the better my life gets. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I watched the Open Cup final tonight. Atlanta won, yeah. Um, yeah. but they almost didn't because Perez got two really dumb yellows. Both of them yeah. dumb as hell. So maybe yeah. that's also it's what a, Carlton's listening to and watching. Yeah, fair enough. It's a running theme in the month of August in American soccer that there is just going to be dumb red cards. That's interesting. It's so interesting. So there's more summer fever, you know, everyone's got that summertime sadness. Yeah, you might be right. Richie Ryan at El Paso got a red. Muhammad at New Mexico United got a red this week. Alexander at Swill Park Rangers got a red. Oscar Umar in STL Got just two really dumb yellows. Should have been subbed out at the half, like I said. Just saying. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Hey, man, I said it before we got the second yellow. I'm just saying. You said it before we got the first yellow. You were like, listen. Yeah, you're right. That's fair. That's fair. I should have seen it sooner. Mala <laughs> from Phoenix got a red. And aforementioned Lasso got a red with Nashville. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, different games with a red one to four reds starting 11 with just people that got red cards this weekend. That's true. We could, <laughs> what would we call that? What would we call a starting 11 of all red card wow. players? <laughs> man, I, there's, there's a good name there. I just can't think of it, man. I know I sprung it on <laughs> you too fast. Oh, two, oh, two Phoenix one 75th minute. What in the hell? This would be phenomenal. Oh, did you just say Phoenix? Very online would be mad on the internet. (laughs) Well, um, there's a little bit uh, more to talk about. I know, Ryan, you wanted to mention the Marlins game. (laughs) This is so embarrassing. (laughs) Like pivoting the baseball, you know? It was just weird that I came across. So the Miami Marlins is notorious for making bad decisions, except for when they win World Series twice for some reason. They were playing a game against uh, my Cincinnati Reds Monday night, and they had 5,200 people in attendance. And it just struck me as like incredibly low, considering the fact that there are 12 U.S. all sides who average more people at their matches this season than the Marlins, and like Hartford's included in that count. Tampa, like the usual suspects. 
That will be the total attendance for Bethlehem Steel matches this year, though. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, League One sounds nice this time of year, doesn't it? Kind of. Yep. Anyway, um, I think we're going to finish the show with this little bit here. Uh, one team that's hot, one team that's cold right now. I'm just going to give a cold, but it's an obvious one. But yeah. let's start with you, Ryan. Do you have a hot team and a cold team right now in the USL? I'm going to have one team that I think may get hot coming down the stretch is uh, Indy 11. They're currently, <laughs> well, currently the leaders are like the big sides of the Eastern Conference are at 26 games, and Indy 11 have four matches in hand and haven't played only 22. So they could be a team that one side could like really sneak up upon everyone else in the conference at the moment, if they just get the correct results to fall their way. I back you up on that. When St. Louis faced them, they just kind of took care of business, you know, the talents there. And they just, you almost had this feeling like they knew they were going to score at some point and you could almost feel it coming. I feel like that's the kind of vibe you get from a team that, that is going to go all the way or feels like they can go all the way. Yeah, and then if I had to pick a team that's kind of going through, I guess, a bit of a cold stretch, it would have to be El Paso. Mm, that was sad to see. Yeah, I mean, it was a team, like, at the start of the year, we were looking at, like, they were third, they were a top team. But, like, since uh, June 15th, they've only won one match, and that was just recently, August 17th, against Tacoma at home. But everything else since then, they just haven't been able to like back up the results they had at like the start of the season. Yeah. Yep. I was really rooting for them cause they got hot and they're playing a, a nice brand of soccer. And, uh, you know, I was hoping it was going to keep going. Hopefully next year they can, you know, be a little more consistent with that, mm. with that whole thing. It's hard to do though. That's, that's what I was worried about all along. It's hard to play pretty in this league, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Evan, how about you? You got a hot and a cold team? Do uh, hot team, Sacramento Republic. With the caveat, you you got to do better than four seven one away. Mm. Uh, that's not great. Last two, last five, they're two one two, which is not great. Uh, they just lost their last game, although it was to a uh, white hot Phoenix Rising. What they do have uh, that'll help them out a little bit is LA Galaxy two away. Tacoma home and then Austin away. Like they have a bunch of winnable games in the next month or so leading into October. And even then really, um, I think the best team they play right now is like Orange County. Right. Yeah. I mean, they play, they play Austin, they play Oklahoma city, they play Orange County. So, I mean, they're playing a bunch of teams above the playoff line. They're in a nice spot. They have 24 games. Real Monarchs, who's a point ahead of them have uh, 23 plays. So, but they do have two games in hand over Oklahoma City. Uh, I like where they're at. I think Ed Holtzman was a smart pickup. I think they're a decently deep team. Uh, and, you know, they're one of those clubs where I think as long as they get in and they don't draw like a Phoenix, uh, they'll be okay. Completely agree. How about also, your cold big team? Big shout-out to Fresno, who are second place in the West, which all of us, I'm sure, saw coming. <laughs> I, I mean, after a third of the way through the season, I started buying in, but not till then. Not at all. Oh. Um, cold team. Uh, hey, y'all remember when the Charlotte Independents were like resurgent under Mike Anheuser? It, it, yeah, it's, uh, well, not. Um, 
speaking of my, my theme tonight is teams with bad away records. The Charlotte independents have not won a game away hmm. this year. And by that, I mean, they have not gotten three points out of a game away this year. They're zero five and nine. And when you're in a tight conference, especially like at the, at the lower half of the East, like right in that anything below top three kind of vibes, What's nice is a couple wins and you're right back where you should be above the line. Uh, what's not nice for Charlotte, they played 26 games. Yeah. Uh, and they got a lot of teams that could easily jump them. Yep. Um, including teams that I will call woefully inconsistent or bad. <laughs> uh, like Bethlehem and uh, I, Loudon, I guess, is technically in with a shot. Like, yeah. it's not great. And I know, I know. I know they were hampered really early because of that disaster of a start they had with Jim McInnes and, and all that stuff, but it looked so good for a little bit, you really know? Did. And now it's, now it's still not good. <sighs> so we'll oh, and then uh, real quick, because I have the platform, uh, Austin Deleuze is retiring. And if he would like to just become a host on this show, <laughs> he's more than welcome. If only we could be so lucky. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah, I'm biased, whatever. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked since. Well, I mean, we've talked, but not on a public platform since uh, since that happened. So, Well, you know what? Maybe we should work on trying to get him on. I think we should try to have him on for a farewell episode. I think he deserves it. So. Uh, I might know a guy that knows a guy. Yeah, there we go. Exactly. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, Austin Deleuze. <laughs> Play for pride. Uh, is he going to keep that going, maybe? I bet he does. I would imagine so. I mean, yeah. God, the Lord knows he needs something to do. Now that he's not going to be playing soccer once every two weeks. <laughs> I'm not too worried about that personally, but I do hope he keeps that going. Um, either way, solid guy, as you said. Um, all my cold team is just St. Louis FC. It's just too obvious. They haven't won a league game since April. You can't do that, folks. It doesn't matter Jeez. if you've made it into the Open Cup as far as they do. How draws, Phil? Okay. I don't know how many draws. I should if look it up. you your points, and then you can, you know. Listen, I, hometown bias because I brought up my own team for the cold, yeah. but also hometown bias because I'm so mad at this team right now. I can't even see any positives. <laughs> it's been very hard. Uh, your positives that they only played 23. Yeah, that is. The games in hand are the uh, are the hope. You know, your the great your other hope. negative is that so trust Yeah, and it's okay. Fun. It's okay. You know, they've, they've lost to a lot of dumb teams that they shouldn't have lost to, but um, a lot of games at home coming up. If they well, go on a miraculous run, they'll be okay. The high school doesn't mean they're dumb teams. They're just not educated yet. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's my mistake. I shouldn't use yeah. the term dumb. I've, I tell I, my kids this all the time. 2019, we'll be on the... Phoenix 3-2 at 84. Oh, my gosh. They scored two goals, one at 81 and one at 83. Sam or someone in Phoenix to listen to this and be like, ha-ha, you doubted us. Oh, yeah, my hot team is Phoenix. <laughs> hey, Sam. They've got hot merch. They... I, I just hope they're using all the money I'm funneling into their into their bank account with their merch sales for something good. <laughs> you know? I've been meaning to buy something, Phoenix. I need to. Got to remember this. That was your first mistake. Anyway, Phil, can you take us home, man? You're right. This is the end of the show. And uh, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. 
Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We are the USL Show, part of the Beautiful Game Network at BGM, ah, BGN.FM. Uh, Evan, why don't you take us out with, with the phrase? Oh, I mean, you know, listen, uh, if, if you appreciate the show and you, uh, you want to tell us that we do a great job or if you hated this and want to tell us that we do a terrible job, feel free to follow us at the USL show on the Twitter. Uh, and listen, you know, we like to keep things simple. We like to be very short winded when we talk. And, and because of that, for you, our dear listeners, we only have one rule. And that rule is don't be a dick. 